0: Awesome. What's up, guys? Welcome to another 4G panel where we have four generations and, uh, and some others represent take on one topic. So, real quick, if you guys could just introduce yourselves. We have some special guests today. Joe, introduce your friends.
1: Oh, my friends today. So, this lady, her name is Anne. We found her roaming the streets about an hour ago. Asked her if she wanted to do a podcast and uh, she's going to represent uh, our boomers today yeah. what's, that? What's, boomer? what's that you got well you got to hold the mic a little bit closer like okay you,
0: no closer like you got to get it right, right up right there
1: like right there is good so boomer
2: boomer what's a boomer
1: never heard of a, a baby boomer it's a short for boomer
3: okay you were born during <laughs> the baby boom. That's what that means. All right.
1: Okay, remember
0: the yeah. last podcast where I was like, I just don't want to say anything and screw this up. Same thing. I just want to watch you guys go. This is Joe's mom, and <laughs> okay. by the way, yeah, who he still lives with. Yeah, you still live with
1: your mom. Uh, she lives with us now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends.
2: Oh. If I own the house, you live with me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. All right, that's
1: another
0: podcast. Another podcast. Another. And we're excited okay. to have you. Uh, I'm not gonna ask a lady your age, but she's representing the boomers. Joe, you're representing Gen X. Gen X again, yeah. the last traditional generation. Yep. Your daughter here, Faith. I'm Faith.
1: Hey, you're like faith. five feet away from this <laughs> mic, but it's all right. She needs room for the hand
0: yeah. movements. Yeah. You're representing Gen Z, and uh, and all the up and comers. And this whole side of the table, Gunnar and myself...
3: You're millennial and I'm all. So millennial. Millennial.
0: Millennial. All the millennials. All the millennials. We probably represent the high and the low end of the millennials. We definitely
3: know. We agree with everything about everyone from millennials. So we
0: represent yeah, well. Totally. Um, before the show, Ann came over and actually fixed our clothes. It and, was uh, and great. We'll try to I fix our clothes. I still
3: have no idea what was wrong with my clothes
0: to start with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Another episode. Uh, today's episode is going to be on drinking. So, to kick us off, Ann. Yes, sir. And what was what was like the viewpoint on drinking when you were growing up? Were there any rules? Uh, was it yeah.
3: prohibition?
0: Yeah, I get what Gunner's
3: prohibition.
2: asking. Prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. Okay. Yeah.
1: So right. we're thinking the um, 1940s, 1950s.
2: Try the
1: 50s. The All right, we'll try the 50s.
2: Okay. Well, you're speaking to 100% Italian. Okay. So, we always had wine on the table because Grandpa made it in the cellar.
0: Okay. Right? So, drinking was a thing. It just took, it was at your it, house, it, Is it was at always meal? on
2: the table. Now,
0: what about like as a teen growing up? Were you allowed to partake?
2: Well, at dinner, yes.
0: Okay.
3: When did that start? Was there a certain age where the family said, okay, you can now have a glass of wine, or was it just somewhere in there?
2: I had a glass of wine when I could just barely stand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until she couldn't (laughs) stand. Until she couldn't stand Uh, stand uh, again. Faith is like, so you're saying I'm okay. Oh, no, I'm saying what I'm
2: saying is we always had beer and wine on our table.
0: Okay. Always. And that brings up the idea, like, maybe this is less about age and generation. Maybe it is more cultural. But we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Joe, what was it like for you growing up? You didn't have
1: a drop of alcohol until you were 21. You know, I didn't... Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to blame this on Italians. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's alcohol, mainly Miller Lite and Coors Light mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, I don't remember us ever having wine in the house. So you must have got sick of wine. Because it was all the hard, I mean, we you built in an additional room on the house just so you can add in a bar. I did. Yeah, yeah, you all did. Right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so did. we had a bar growing up, but it was did. stocked with like all the hard stuff, like your, your whiskeys, your scotches, there were no wines in the house. So it wasn't until high school where we got to experiment with the bar when mom and dad were out of the house and make our own concoctions. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Start playing bartender.
1: What what was your go-to? None of it. It was all disgusting. My go-to was Boone's Farm because you could buy that big-ass bottle for like $2, and it was like dessert. It (laughs) It tasted good. To
0: this day, Joe still likes all the sweet drinks. All the sweet drinks. Like sugar around the rim. The sweeter, the better. Yeah. All right. Uh, Faith, we know you have no experience and or like... No, what about growing up as a Gen Zer? You can speak for your friends. What is like the view on alcohol?
4: Um. I don't know. I guess it's not really considered that big a deal. Like everybody does it.
0: Yeah. Everybody does it. Everybody drinks it. Yeah.
4: It's not. You, know, you go to someone's house to hang out, and you're probably going to drink alcohol.
0: If you wanted to get booze right now, how long would it take you to get booze?
4: If I wanted to. Yeah. Not long. Okay. (laughs) Like like, I have a car, so it would be pretty quick.
0: What percentage of
2: you have
0: a car? Car, (laughs) car, C A R. (laughs) (laughs) We just aired it out. Uh, What percent? Okay. What percentage of kids in your high school have a fake ID?
4: Have a fake ID? Um, I don't think a lot of them have a fake ID. I think a lot of them um, take it from their parents. But have a fake ID
3: ID or the alcohol? The alcohol. Okay.
4: No. Yeah. Um but I do know a few people who have a fake ID, so I don't know, like mm, like ten percent? Like of Ten
0: per, percent's pretty high. for forging high. a government document. Yeah. I mean Well
3: and what what is Gen Z slash the current high school view on alcohol? Is it let's get this so we can party and have a good time? Is it um, just why why are kids drinking now?
4: Well, I, th- I definitely think it, like, plays into, like, the party scene a lot. But I also think it really depends on, like, the school you go to and the grade you're in. Because, like, as a senior at Cedar Park High School, I know that, like, all the parties are really lame. And so, like, it's just, like, whoever, like, they bring a lot of alcohol and then it's just, like, it's just super lame. So, like, it's not really a big deal because, like, parties aren't a huge thing at Cedar Park High School because they're not good. So, like, if people are going to drink, they're going to do it with their friends in, like, a small group.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, it's, like, a social thing. Yeah. So, growing up culturally, I mean, that's so it's that's like more chill. Okay. Uh, so, confession. Growing up, I went to Houston, where you guys lived, probably, at the time. I drove down, and I think by the Galleria, there was a small little, like, souvenir ID place where you could get two fake IDs for 40 bucks. They came in these thick plastic cases. But as soon as you cut off the plastic cases, you had two fake IDs that could swipe and everything. So I've been 21 since I was 17. Nice. Yeah. What what, what were the names on the IDs? It was your name. It was your picture. They took your picture. It it was the whole thing. And they worked really, really well. Wow. Um, Yeah. So it was like easy access. And then all my friends... I was kind of entrepreneurial even then. Like, yeah, I'll buy beer and then I'll sell it off. So... What you grew up like small town Texas?
3: I grew up in small town West Texas, which is a whole whole other culture. It's a whole other podcast later, but yeah, it was. I had an interesting experience because the home I grew up in, it was super well intended, but alcohol was kind of off limits. Like my parents, I didn't see my parents drink until I was 15, I think. I, I didn't know they drank and all of a sudden they drank. So, and it was super well-intended, but it did kind of form a view of like, oh, then I should never drink either. But at the same time, I'm in the small town where pit parties are a thing, which is where, for those of you at home that don't know, (laughs) that are in the Metroplex areas, a pit party is when a group of people go find a caliche pit in a country road and they text everybody and say, country road 152, drive 10 minutes, turn left. There's a pit. We're going to have a fire, and the fire is made out of the cases of Coors Light or Bud Light that they would just light on fire, and then a bunch of kids would drink until they fell asleep in their car. Um, AKA passed out. AKA passed out, and I would DD for my friends doing that because by the time I was in high school, I still didn't want to drink, but it's because I was terrified that my parents would find out, and that would just be the end of it all basically but still wanted to hang out with my friends and stuff it was also interesting because i was a baseball player football player so it was like the jock party that one but i was also in a metal band so i would like go play a show in midland and watch all of the more fringe metalheads drink like jack daniels out of a bottle until they were feeling good and then drive friends to a pit party where it was how, how many beers can you drink until you pass out and it was very much i never knew drinking casually as far as seeing it until i got to college yeah so that that's just that was my experience
0: yeah that was that was the culture around alcohol in high school for us growing up the culture around my house i grew up babdicostal so like I, the, the one thing that those two denominations agree on is don't drink yep right exactly. like that's where they find common ground and my parents didn't really drink my dad had some decerono up above the microwave I tried, it was terrible. Uh, on the rocks? I mean, I tried, I tried it on the rocks. I tried to shoot it. I tried to drink it any way I could. And then I refilled it with water. Nice. I remember one day, like, all the Baptist kids came over to the house. We all broke into that bottle. We all threw up. Like, one of us was in the sink. One was in the toilet. One was in the bathtub. It was terrible. Uh, it wasn't until much later that my dad started collecting bourbon and whiskey. Okay. And now I wish I could raid his cabinets. But um, the school culture, we kind of, like, we're out in the woods And it was all binge drinking. Like everybody would just go get lit Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, probably Sunday night too. But I was a good Christian kid, so I didn't do that. (laughs) Uh, I was recovering from church on Sunday. So let's talk real quick about like that culture, like the idea of scarcity, right? Like if it was, if you had rules that said strict no, did that encourage you to do it more, or do it in excess, or do it differently than if it was just like commonplace and you could just go to the the side room? and have your mom pour you a glass of wine. Hmm. So-
2: well, That's p- crazy,
1: what so <laughs> Say that again. What's Why crazy? is it crazy? Uh,
2: because, I mean, I grew up with uh beer and wine on the table all the time. It was not a big deal. You didn't have to go out and drink and all that kind of See, stuff. We
0: had to hide it. We had to go to fields.
3: Well, and that's what, oh, that's, since it was normal in your house? It was house.
2: normal. It was that, that's why you didn't abuse it, because it wasn't something to abuse, like y'all are saying.
1: So what did you do As with As a your matter
2: of fact, when I grew up, we all hang out in the town bars.
0: But even like, what was the drinking age then?
2: I think it might have been 18.
0: Okay. Mm. But was it but even, even a big deal at 16?
3: To no, go to the bar and someone buy a drink for you and drink it there? Was right. that even really well, a big deal? we always,
2: at 16, we hung out in a bar because the bars had dance floors back then. They had jukeboxes. It was a place to gather.
0: That was the other thing that Baptists and Pentecostals <laughs> agree on. <They> didn't do <laughs> no either. dancing unless it's in the aisles of church. Well, right. Not, right. I mean, right.
3: even to be like the opposite of that, small town where it was a dry county because it was Ooh. pretty much a Baptist town, so there was no place to buy alcohol. And there's no dance or bar places to go hang out. And the drinking age is 21. So it's just a completely different experience, even to people from our generation that are from Austin or Dallas, where they had a fake, went to a bar, or went to a concert, snuck in alcohol that they bought at the gas station. Like People were driving to Odessa to buy as much alcohol as possible by giving money to somebody else to bring it back to town. Um, so was, what I grew up in was like at home. It's off limits. And then... At those parties, it's as much as you want. And so for me, it was this weird place of I don't want to drink because that doesn't look fun. Also, it seems like it's against the rules. But I want to. F- but so it didn't make it like a, I have to have it because I can. It was more I want to know how to do this in a way that doesn't look like it makes you feel like shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he grew up in Prohibition, not you. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Prohibition than All you. All right. Let's do this real quick just to break it up. If you could set a drinking age, what would it be?
2: For today's youth, yeah. For today's youth, uh, probably eighteen. Okay. I mean, if you can go to war at eighteen, why can't you have a drink?
0: Okay, Joe. <laughs> Such a good. Sound I, r- I really don't want to
1: agree with her, but, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, we look at the responsibilities that uh, we do give eighteen-year-olds. Then uh, you know, maybe there should be stiffer penalties on. Um, you know, abusing alcohol and the repercussions behind that should should become more intense. But you know, right? I I wouldn't argue against 18 being the limit. Yeah. Do you know in India, some parts
0: of India, it's like 25 and 30.
1: Wow. Well, Didn't man. know that. To yeah.
0: get like a bottle <laughs> of mead. T- yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Faith, what would you say?
4: Um, I would say that I don't think it really matters because people are gonna like. Drink if they want to drink. You know, like the vaping age right now is it 18? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody vapes at my high school. So, like, it just, I don't know how much it matters, but I would agree with 18.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going to go, I just, a little, I'm going to say 19, just to try and put a gap. But here, here's the deal because you're an 18, you have 18 year olds in high school. And so it'd be easy for an 18 year old to give it to like 17, 16, 15 year olds. So, 19, you're one year removed during college, just one extra hurdle. But I do think, yeah, this it, it sounds like a cultural thing, like how you're raised. I think that like not being able to access it actually creates the desire to access it and abuse it all that much more.
3: I, I definitely I definitely think I'm a rarity in that that's not what happened to me, but I think that happens to most people. Mm-hmm. Um, where I did get lucky, and here's why my answer is this, when I was 16, my dad ordered good beer at like a restaurant, like a stout or a good IPA, and slid it across and said, hey, try that. Like he, he allowed me to kind of form a... Palette for good beer. Kids well, drink good beer. Going to drink, and you responded um, well
0: to that. Yeah, I loved it. I grew um, up in a redneck town. I had people like give crappy beer to their kids, yeah, and make them like chug the can, so they were scarred. That's awful. Yeah, yeah.
3: But and so I, in a perfect world, we could make some sort of driving test for drinking at sixteen, and I'd be totally cool if you could prove that you're not going to abuse it at sixteen. That's fine. If not that, I would say 18 is understandable as far as... I think at that point, you can hopefully drink responsibly and understand that it's good for community and not just something to make you forget your problems.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, a whole nother episode, but I don't know about the driving age at 16. Maybe that should be 19 also, but... That's also fair. Hold on. But, whole <laughs> but um, okay, so final words to... How do you handle this issue and your families with wisdom? Like in the right way. I like got the right how do you handle it with wisdom? Uh, what advice would you give to this next generation? Mm. Anybody? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. Welcome to the podcast. We're talking hey, about today we're uh, talking about drinking. Episode, oh. talking how do you about feel about drinking? Consuming alcohol. Beer before liquor, I don't, never I been don't sicker. Honestly, I don't remember one talk you ever give, gave me on drinking or alcohol. Right. Yeah. Ooh. So, no advice. <laughs> <laughs> the best no the advice. Is advice All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do with your kids, Faith? That's what I'm wondering. I mean. In 15
0: years, like, drinking will be the least of their worries.
4: Yeah, Probably. They'll probably be, like, burning up from global warming. Right, Grandma? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't believe in global warming.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. all right, there Trump 2034. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anybody have any... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would know, anywhere, I know, guys. I do agree with you Zach. Because yeah.
2: once you say no, it's an automatic, I'm going to do it.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: and because of that, I
3: would want, at least for my family, I hope, and, and I, I would want it to not be formulated around, this is bad it's only bad. Don't do it. Like to be able to somehow when they're younger show them through just the way my wife and I like every once in a while I do have a beer or two or like drink wine with dinner and we keep it at that. Not even cause we think, yes, we do think like drinking to the point of drunkenness is just a bad idea anyway. And anything consumed too much is not going to be great, but it, like it also is healthy to be able to share that and be in community with that to to show that until they're at an age where we can have a conversation about, you know, your friends have probably started drinking. It doesn't look fun to be drunk to us. At least if you try it and you enjoy it, that's a whole other conversation, but to like show through our actions when they're younger than when they're ready for the conversation. Hey, this is a good thing this Mm -hmm. is a good thing to enjoy with people you love, with strangers you just met. I
4: think. Um, Okay. So I just need time to process how I would bring it up with, children like any future kids but I think that um you know I don't have like experience of my own like being able to like legally drink so I can't speak to like the benefits other than like what I've seen from my parents you know and so I think I would probably tell any kids that I had you know like that from when I see it my parents drink it's like relaxed and normal and it's not like an excessive amount and so I would say that that's okay but like the, like, point where it becomes, like, a problem is, like, you know, like, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. Like, don't, like, hold on to your dignity, you know? <laughs> like, don't be out there being my kid and acting like an idiot, you know? Like, yeah. crap face drunk and stuff, so.
0: Did you say frat-faced? Crat- I, s- face?
4: I said crap face because I didn't oh. want to shake face because my mom got mad at me for cussing this morning but <laughs> <laughs>
0: well here we are good,
1: good call you didn't <laughs> yeah. want to say <laughs> you sh- were doing face,
0: so you're well. not gonna say it good yeah. call <laughs> but so, fret face drunk also makes also sense. Is a real thing okay and, and i don't know
1: way. how this is gonna turn out um for my kids but i know faith's younger brother luke so he's my youngest he's 12 when we're talking about where we're gonna go eat as a family and we're running through options hey it's this place this place this place. He immediately goes to, well, those two don't have good happy hours. <laughs> Does he so, actually say he that? 100% says that. And so we have him trained to know which restaurants provide really good happy hours. Right. Even though he doesn't partake, he already knows that that's how mom and dad are going to decide on which restaurant we're going to go to. the appetizers. Yeah. appetizers are the, part of happy hours. Happy they hour. are now. They he, are. He's got know? the long play. He knows if mom and dad have a drink, yeah. they chill out a little
0: bit. You know he's gonna yeah. be able to play a little bit more Fortnite at home exactly. that night. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, I do. 100. He but wants I, a brother.
1: But I'll be in the camp that it's all about modeling, right? And and yeah. alcohol, like anything else, you can use to as a comfort or a mask to cover up pain, and you can abuse it. And there's so many different things in society we can we can turn to for that kind of stuff. And so I think I think what young people are missing the most is healthy models, So yeah. things that you Gunnar grew up with. That's that's where the scarcity really is. Mm-hmm. And so the more of us that are, that are able to model it well, I think the more of impact that's, that's going to have to where they grow up to say it's just it's not a big deal. It's, it's just alcohol. It's just wine. And, you know, maybe that's one of only a couple of things the boomers got right. I don't know. Hi, how are you doing? You still here with us? I was about to ask, did in these bars, you would
3: go dancing? Did his, dad, did his dad come out of that, or was that later in life? Yeah, but it
2: was not when you met grandpa. He did. As a matter of fact, I did. I met
0: him at a bar. Skiphead moves? Oh. It would not. Yes, knocked.
2: I did. I met him at a, at a bar. It was a She's dance. So yeah. And he asked me to dance. It was nice. You
3: were both Aww. pro swing
4: dancers. Okay. I thought Pretty you were going to say they
3: were
0: pro drinkers.
4: No, well, that too. <laughs> that too. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll kind of wrap yeah. up with, <laughs> with
0: this. In drinking, there's two unhealthy ends of the spectrum where like you just, let's just drink and drink and drink and drink and you don't think about how complex this issue is. And then I think on the other side too, where it's like the idea of piety, right? Like uh, it's bad. It's up to the devil. Like. You know, there's no place for it. You're a teetotaler, which is just fun to say. Uh, I think it's complex. And for whoever will map this out, it's a good decision flowchart that you could apply to anything like alcohol, coffee, cannabis, food, like buffets. How do you make your decisions? You know, like, are you doing this as an escape? Are you doing it to get away? Is it replacing something that you just need to take time and pray about or like have wisdom on? Are you doing this to like cope or mask? Uh, are you doing it to an unhealthy degree? Is it taking you away from your goals, your families, your relationships? There's a lot to think about when you think about drinking. When you think about somebody frat faced drunk, like is it compromising your influence, your leadership, like who you are? Is it objectively good for your health? Even just right. your physical health. Yes,
3: mental, spiritual is more important, but, uh, but well, one place than the other. I just <laughs> always like I when I see people throwing up on the side of the street, I think like. How are you going to feel, not even tomorrow, but if you keep doing this by the time you're 35? Oh, yeah. How are you actually going to feel physically? Like when your kids are running around, not only can you not model healthy consumption of alcohol, but you can't
0: even run around with them. That's real. That's sketchy. All right. I- it's about happy hour time, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah happy hour oh, yeah. time. And yeah, you ready for your second drink oh, of the day? Oh, yes. Remember,
2: I grew up in a family where alcohol wasn't a problem. It was always on the table.
0: <laughs> Scarcity was never the Scarcity problem. Was never the problem. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. For real, if anybody makes a good decision flowchart, I will pay you to make it. So, all right. We'll do another 4G panel soon. We need ideas on what you want to hear us
1: discuss. Yeah. And you have any ideas? What's our next topic? What do you think our next topic should be? I don't know. I
0: I can't my memory. How about climate change or politics?
2: There's no such thing as climate change
0: Um, Trump
1: or Bernie?
2: You want a socialist, vote
0: for Bernie. (laughs) Okay. You heard it here. She said vote for Bernie. (laughs) Vote and vote for Bernie twenty twenty. All right. Tell next time. If you want a socialist For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.